Money is everywhere. Five tips for entrepreneurs during this crisis pandemic. This is Law of Attraction Secrets. Join Miracle Mentor and Alchemy Life Coach Robert Zink and prepare to be empowered. Hi, everyone. Robert Zink, Miracle Mentor and Alchemy Life Coach. And today we are soaring high like a big, beautiful eagle, always flying in the direction of your dreams and your goals. And today on Law of Attraction Secrets, we have Geraldine Convento. I've had her on before, and I know that if you've watched my YouTube channel, she's been on there as well. Geraldine and I have done various projects together over the years. We've become very close friends. And I have, I've begun to trust Geraldine's instinct when it comes to being an entrepreneur. And so we are having her on today because many of you are entrepreneurs or you have your own business or you have a side business or you are into multi-level marketing or something that brings you in money and you're concerned about it. So Geraldine, welcome to Law of Attraction Secrets. Happy to be here. Hello. Yeah. Nice to have you here. So we're calling this uh, program Money is Everywhere. What does that mean during this pandemic? You know, I've heard a lot of people saying that, oh gosh, so many people are losing their jobs and I'm not really sure if people are going to be spending money when this is all over or they're not spending right now. One thing to remember is that is not true. There's tons of money everywhere and there are people spending it right now. You know, I was reading the other day that during the Great Depression of the 30s, more millionaires were made during that time than any other time until just recently. Kind of amazing, huh? Yeah, that's great. So there is money all over the place. I was talking with a uh, client of mine today, and she said she was really worried about money. And I said, well, you know, you are in business for yourself. And so you're going to have to be a little bit more creative. What is this focus on? What is this about when we talk about putting your energy in the right place? This is about co-creation. So remember, folks, that we are co-creating our life with the universe. So it's not only about the things that are happening around you. It's also about what you desire to happen in your life. And your thoughts are really going to be a big contributor to that. Yeah, your thoughts are really the key to all of this because, um, you know, we have a, Stephen Covey talks about having a circle of concern and a circle of influence. The pandemic is the circle of concern. But what we need to focus on, put our energy into, is the circle of influence, what we can influence. Yeah, so let's talk about the economic downturn using your focus, using your thoughts. Give me some of your thoughts on that. Well, you know, the news is positioned in a particular way to have people be in fear and to have them act in a particular way. But we all know the news is really designed to exaggerate a lot of what's happening. And what's really happening is whatever is in your world. So when it comes to business, you really have to be strategic, whether there's a pandemic or not. 
So in this moment in time, you really have to use this opportunity to think about how can you improve? It's not like it's not different from any other time that you're running your business. Yeah, I, I noticed that in my own business when I started in 2009 on Blog Talk Radio doing a podcast, you know, in my in my genre, I didn't really have much competition. And then when I switched over to YouTube, there was some other people in my field, but there wasn't a lot of them. Nowadays, kids are coming out of high school and opening up YouTube channels and calling themselves life coaches. And they are developing a following. And, and so I realized early on that I have to be creative and I have to be able to shift as the tide shifts as well. And that's, it doesn't mean my teachings or my core teachings shift, but I have to, to kind of shift with the growing current. Right now we have a current where people are fearful. So as a, a business person and working with other, other business people, how do you deal with their fears? Well, the main thing that I tell them is that this is an amazing opportunity to do the things that you were putting on hold. A lot of us tend to procrastinate and, you know, we know we need to work on our business, but our business ends up being the last thing that we ever work on. So this is a way for us to get a kick in the butt and actually start working on it. So you can either continue to be fearful and watch your bank account go down in numbers, or you can actually reach out to others and do things to make your business better. Yeah, I kind of give the kick in the butt approach. Okay, so what are some things, if I'm in business, whatever I'm in, whatever kind of business, I'm, I'm in the insurance business, I'm in the multi-level marketing business, I do online marketing, whatever it is that I do, what are some general guidelines that I can apply to, to my business during this pandemic? Well, I have five tips, and one of the tips is make sure that you're being visible. You know, it could be really hard day in and day out with the economic turn, and you still have to make sure that you're top of mind for folks. One thing about business and social media that I always think about is, you know, when people are looking through their social media feeds or looking for content online, they want to be able to relate to whatever they're watching. We don't really attach to people who have perfect lives and um, are, we definitely don't relate to people who aren't showing up on our feed. So during this time, being on social media, sharing some behind the scenes information, maybe even being vulnerable, sharing a little bit about your products, just making sure that people see you so that they don't forget about you. Because remember, when this pandemic is over, they're still going to have needs for your services. They still have problems that need to be solved. So make sure that you're top of mind for them. How important do you think video is nowadays in social uh, marketing? I feel like video is one of the easiest ways to communicate the value that you, that you offer a product or service because it's so easy to consume. You know, some people don't like to read or a picture doesn't always give the same interpretation for every single person. So for you to be able to express yourself and for them to see you builds that trust factor. Right. 
Okay. I noticed, uh, and I, I didn't know this before, but um, LinkedIn is now doing videos. And so if oh, you really? are in business with other people, they're saying, uh, I was watching a video on this today. I, by the way, I got to give a plug to these guys. Think Media comes up with some great stuff on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I watch them too. Yeah, yeah. And he was saying that LinkedIn video is a very, very powerful place to do video work, especially if you are in the business of marketing your business to other other professionals. That's a good place. Yeah. Uh, okay. So be invisible. I noticed next on your list was integrate new habits. What does that mean? Yeah, you know, I'm reading this book by James Clear. It's called Atomic Habits. And what he talks about is there are four different ways for a habit to stick. And that is cue, craving, response, and reward. So I'll just go through the four steps and give a little example. So the first thing is the cue. You have to make it really obvious. So let's say for myself, I'm someone who wants to start blogging. I need to have some sort of visual reminder or calendar reminder to have me do it. Otherwise, it's out of sight, out of mind, because it's not something that's already a habit. The second thing is you have to make it easy because we are attracted to do things that are easy for us. So if you don't know how to blog, make sure that you're getting advice from somebody and prepare whatever you need to prepare to do it. So one thing that I like to do because I started blogging recently, is that I think about what I want to talk about. And the night before I choose to blog, I'll open up a Word document and I'll write the title of my blog. So that way, as soon as I sit down in front of my computer, I see it and I could just start writing. The next thing is you want to make sure that it's attractive to you. So... If you want to start blogging, choose a topic that you actually care about. Don't write about something that you need to write about or everyone else is telling you. Make it attractive. Make it something that you're actually interested in. And the last thing is that you have to make it satisfying. And for this, uh, it's different for everyone. For some people, they like to check off lists. So you might want to you know, do some sort of, some sort of tracking mechanism like write down you know, how many days you're going to blog and check mark every time that you do. Or if you really like a particular type of food or a TV show, tell yourself that you won't be able to watch it until you actually complete the task. So in this case, we're saying blogging. So those are the four things. Make it easy, make it attractive, make it satisfying, and remember to have that visual or some other type of cue so that way it's really obvious that you need to do it. I think that's uh, those are really, really good points. I, I would say that what I have discovered in my own business journey and kind of an ongoing thing is that in addition to, to, those, to those factors, because if your business uses the internet at all, I think it's important to be able to speak the same language as your clients, as the people that you are trying to reach. So you may think of a topic or something that you're interested in, as you were talking about, but other people are also interested in that as well. 
but how do they think right. of it? What words do they use? What language do they use? Do they, do they speak? I'm not talking about English versus Japanese. I'm just talking about how do they frame questions and things. And that comes down to understanding like Google Analytics and things like that, I think which are very, very important. Because if you have a story to tell and a product or service to sell, you need to be able to reach people that want to hear that, right? Absolutely. And here's a tip for those of you who aren't really sure how to speak your client's language. So one thing you could do is go online. There's tons of Facebook groups on there. There's tons of forums. Look for the type of problem that you're going to be writing about and look through these forums and comments and see what people are actually saying. So that's a really easy way without any guesswork to figure out how people are actually talking about the problem so you can offer the solution and actually use the words that they use. Exactly. I have um, taught the concept of body-mind or holistic, a holistic approach to uh, living for a long time. Okay, so the language now isn't holistic. The language now is 5D. You just have to switch the language. You have to know the language in order to reach your audience. It's, it's interesting right. because the language keeps, I, I tell you the truth, up until about a year ago, I didn't even know what ghosting meant. I mean, somebody's ghosting me. Okay. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? They're coming like in the middle of the night going, ooh. No, they're ghosting me. <laughs> what, really? <laughs> I had no idea. You know, so I had to look at it. I know what ghosting is. It's just, it's the new language uh, of this time. And there's other cases, uh, words like that too. And if you don't know them or the language or the lingo, then you're not speaking to your audience. So diversify your offerings. What does that mean? Well, you might look at how you already do business. And how can you do it differently? So if you're a brick and mortar business and currently your business is not operating, you might look at what can you offer for people online? So can you do some consulting via Zoom? What are different ways that you can sell services that aren't the norm of what you already do? One of my colleagues is a photographer and one thing I thought is brilliant that she's doing right now, because clearly she can't do photography with social distancing. She is offering a service where she's giving consulting for her clients who want to do video. And that consulting is all about lighting and making sure that your environment is in alignment with your brand or, you know, just looks really good on camera. So she's doing Zoom meetings and giving advice of where to put the lights and different ideas like that. Oh, so look at what else you can do. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. That's being creative. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, creativity. Don't limit yourself. If you're in business, your job is to be able to ebb and flow with the conditions of the market. And the market right now is a pandemic, you know, but it won't be that way a month from now. But these tips are still going to, they're going to apply under any situation. You're listening to Geraldine Convento. She is a specialist in helping entrepreneurs become successful. We're talking about money is everywhere. 
I am Robert Zink, your Miracle Mentor. You're listening to Law of Attraction Secrets. We'll be right back. This is the number one podcast on personal empowerment, success, and the law of attraction. You're listening to the Miracle Mentor of Light, Robert Zink. Okay, we are back, and we've got a few more tips that are very, very important. So, Geraldine, number two. Well, I don't know if I'm not going by any particular number. I think I started at the bottom. Of number up. four. <laughs> number four. Number four, building your mailing list. That is important, isn't yes, it? Yes, for sure. And I think it's very overlooked by a lot of their business owners because they say, oh, I don't build a mailing list because I have nothing to say to them or I have nothing to send or I'm not maintaining my mailing list right now. They get really fearful that once they start building a mailing list, they have to start immediately messaging their customers all the time. Uh, others are fearful that they don't want to bombard their clientele. However, there's a lot of benefit to this. I think that a lot of business owners overlook the fact that they offer something that's really valuable for their clients and their clients absolutely want to hear from them. But it doesn't always have to be about selling, you know? So when you're building your mailing list, there's a couple of different techniques that you can do right now, which is to think about, and again, we're going back to getting into the mind of your clientele, think about what they care about. So it doesn't have to be directly related to your product. Maybe it's different tips on how they can use uh, your products or different tips of, you know, what they can be doing during this time. And, you know, one of the things that you can do to build your mailing list is offering a free download of some sort. So you could say, hey, you know, I have this free download, sign up for my mailing list and you'll get it immediately in your inbox. There you go. You have a mailing list being built. Another thing is how about if you don't know very much about your clientele and what they care about? You can use this opportunity to create a survey. So some businesses that I work with actually create a survey with general questions for their client. They use it as their market research. And they say to their mailing list, hey, if you fill out this survey, we'll put you in a drawing for an Amazon gift card or for one of our products. So anything you can do to incentivize your clientele to give their email address, I'm sure they'd be happy to do it because they trust you. Very important. You know, we uh, we're thinking about Easter and uh, we were thinking about what we're going to have for dinner on Easter, even though we're not having company because we are self-isolating. But uh, we thought, well, we're still going to have a nice Easter dinner and flowers and, and Easter egg hunt and all of that kind of stuff. And here uh, we, we picked out a few things that we wanted for dinner. But here we get this email from a restaurant that we absolutely love. I didn't know that I was on an emailing list. I don't recall ever putting my name on the list, but somehow I got on their list and they have this nice little package of Easter food that you can take home and heat up and it's ready to eat. And how creative is that? They even put uh, like 15 eggs in there that are hard boiled and natural dyes made out of, uh, you know, coffee grounds and things like that. So you can make some natural colored Easter eggs. And I just thought it was wonderful. So we said, okay, call them. Let's do that. Had I not been on their email list, that would have been 50 bucks that that restaurant 
would lose out on. So, uh, wow, that's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, that's creative though, isn't it? You know, and, and they, they've yeah, made everything is. up so you can just take it home and heat it up. Well, number one, wow. take your business or number five, take your business <laughs> online. See, I started at the bottom here. I don't know. Take your business online. You're, mix, yeah. you're mixing up the numbers. Like we're mixing up the days here. That's okay. <laughs> we, we don't even know what day it is anymore. Uh, <laughs> Build a store or a la- or launch a course. Take your business online. So if your business isn't online, this is the perfect time to learn how to do it. Yeah, there's so many resources out there where you can easily take your business online. So there are online platforms like Teachable, Kajabi. There's tons of them where you can just upload content. So some people just upload text content, audio, video. You can do any mix of that that you want. Just think about what types of things you can actually teach your clients. Um, You know, this is especially great for people who are brick and mortar businesses, because I'm sure that your clients use your products and you can think of a way to kind of expand and do a step-by-step program. Uh, I read something online recently where a hairstylists were actually giving beauty tips and how to fix their hair and how to do different styles. So that's what uh, one hairstylist did. They made step-by-step with a few different modules of how to style yourself and feel beautiful while you're at home. So that's one way. Another way is to write an ebook. You know, there's a lot of step-by-step guides out there and you can write about your experience and how that ties into what you do. Perfect. Uh, I know that there are a number of uh, physical fitness trainers that are doing online training courses. And uh, so that if you can't get to the gym right now, you can, you can participate in that. So, I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do. You just have to be creative folks. Hey, so if you really want to get online and people want to get a hold of you and get some help getting online and be effective being online, how do they get a hold of you? There's a few different ways. I have a website, which is GeraldineConvento.com. I'm also very active on LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. So you can search me on those platforms under my name as well. Perfect. I urge you folks, if you are in business and you, you need help getting your business out there and maybe in a more creative way than you have in the past, to get a hold of Geraldine Convento because I think you're going to find it a, w- a wonderful relationship to work with her. Uh, I can I add my number six. You had five. I have got one, and I think during yeah for sure during this these times during this pandemic, I think if, if many people have already read the book, I think you need to get back and read Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, which was written during the Great Depression, but he came up with these concepts that are timeless, timeless. They existed then, they exist now, they will exist in the future. And understanding the concepts of Think and Grow Rich, which was inspired by Andrew Carnegie, the uh, multi-billionaire guy who was into making ships and all kinds of stuff. He was in a lot of businesses. He was the richest man in the world at that time. And He wanted to understand how wealthy people became wealthy and continued to become wealthy 
and poor people didn't. And so he commissioned Napoleon Hill to write this book, Think and Grow Rich. And it took him 20 years of research to write the book. It is well worth reading along with everything else that you are doing during uh, this, these trying times. So, Geraldine, what are you doing with your extra time at home now? Actually, I'm busier than I, I usually am. So, um, let's see. So, I'm actively working with clients. I just, uh, I just got a couple big projects. And other than that, I'm making sure to take breaks. So, I'm taking breaks to cook, to do yoga, to just take a breather, meditate. So, that's all really keeping me busy. Perfect. Well, we hope that you stay safe. And if you are listening to this podcast, we hope you stay safe as well. We're always interested in your email. You can send it to lawofattractionsolutions at gmail.com. If you have questions for Geraldine and you want to send them there, I will forward them to her and uh, we'll go from there. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be here again next time. We're, uh, We're shooting folks for two days a week. And uh, we're, we're looking to have a guest at least once a week now that deals with personal empowerment and the law of attraction. Uh, over the years, we haven't done that. But uh, we think we're going to expand the base of this podcast. And we're on uh, over 35 platforms. So we appreciate you sharing the podcast on your social media as well with your friends if you find it empowering. Uh, you can always visit us at lawofattractionsolutions.com. We've got all kinds of giveaways there that will help you empower your life. A lot of information, great blogs. So thank you so much. You have a great day because you absolutely deserve it. Thank you, Geraldine. Bye-bye.